Hello, and welcome to Optional Opinions, the podcast. Something about there's average Joes. We're average Joes for average dudes and girls. I don't. We're average people. You can be a person. I don't. Whatever. My name's Davis, and I am going to record this podcast all by myself because I don't like the other two. I'm joking. I like them. Um, we just all are very busy people, and I figured that I might as well tell you about a movie that I saw recently that I really liked a lot. Um, if you care at all what I think, again, my opinion's optional, so you don't have to. I recently saw a movie called Motherless Brooklyn, and that was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. It was directed by Edward Norton, and he also plays the main character. Um, he is, it's set in, I think, like the six fifties, set in the fifties, but it's like this LA noir type of movie, detective movie that's really cool. I really liked it a lot. So yeah, I was going to tell you a little bit more about it. There's some spoilery stuff I might get into, but also, um, this is mostly just going to be me talking about how great it was because I didn't see it. Um, I saw it about a week or two ago, so it's not super fresh in my mind. So I really only remember the good parts. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Kyle won't be here to nitpick all the different things, which I'm sure there are things that don't make sense. But also, it's fine because I don't really notice that stuff that much until Kyle points it out, and then I do, and it's annoying. But anyway, spoilers are ahead okay so this is davis from the future so i didn't actually really spoil anything so feel free to listen even if you haven't heard it now back to davis from the past first of all the soundtrack the soundtrack is so good um it's all just like 50s jazz like just just picture new york in the fifties with like rain coming down and there's a detective in, in the lamplight and he like throws away a cigarette and then he's talking to the camera about how he thought that the troubles were behind him. And then she walked in or whatever. And that's kind of what the soundtrack is. And I'm all for it. Um, it was very good. Apparently the soundtrack has been getting, even better reviews than the movie um, or before the movie came out, the soundtrack people were just downloading and listening to the soundtrack. Cause it was great, which I mean, I would definitely do. It's, it'd be a great, you know, for a dinner party or something or like background music, but also just, you know, the instruments are, it's, it's very good. I could talk about it for a little bit more, but you probably don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about the movie. So the movie is is really interesting. I think it's really well done because it is it's a period piece, so it's set in the fifties or sixties. I should probably figure out exactly when it was set, but I kind of don't want to. Yeah, it's nineteen fifties. Got it. Nineteen fifties. Anyway, um, this detective who has uh, Tourette's is kind of brought in by this other detective who is Bruce Willis. And he's, um, so even though he has Tourette's, he's actually a really good detective because of the way his mind works. He remembers things really well and he can pick up on patterns. Um, 
So I thought that was, I just thought that was an interesting little twist because usually in movies like this, it's, you know, the smooth detective is, um, you know, kind of lady killer and walking around and solving all the crimes and everything. And Edward Norton's character, um, his name is, what's his name in the movie? Lionel. Yeah. His name, his name is Lionel. And, um, he's walking around and he does, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. He's solving a lot of stuff, but he also can kind of make a fool out of himself. He, um, like there's, he goes to a bar and a girl comes up and asks him for a, you know, a light and he, he strikes a match and then blows it out and then strikes a match and blows it out. And he just has to keep doing it again because, uh, he wants it to sound right. And it doesn't sound right the first four times. And eventually she just walks away and, it's kind of, it's really funny. There are a couple moments like that, but also, um, I'm just a really big fan of fifties and sixties and they did a really good job of making you feel like you were really there. Um, the costumes and everything were great. Um, it didn't really, it didn't feel like they were overreaching trying to people were walking around like, Hey, you see, it's 1952. That didn't happen. Um, although I think it would have been funny, but it probably definitely wouldn't have served the movie very well. Um, so I think it was, I think it was a really good movie. There were a lot of twists and turns. Originally, you are thinking that they, uh, that he's, you know, he's originally, he's just looking at who killed his boss, Bruce Willis. You know, he's just looking at what, what happened to him why did he get killed he was you know following him there was a car chase which was a pretty cool car chase at the beginning of the movie but they were following him around and then he gets shot at the end he's they're wondering why why is this why did this dude get shot what's happening and he starts as he starts looking into that he starts uncovering other things and it just he goes down this rabbit hole and i i thought was really interesting just where he was going and who he was talking to just kind of the corruption that was present in New York at the time. Cause this is kind of based on a true story about, um, there was a guy who was like the parks commissioner or something who it sounded like he didn't have really that much power. He wasn't elected or anything. He was just appointed. And he basically played a very big hand in the gentrification and basically removal of a lot of minorities from New York, um, from certain areas because he had the authority to say, we're going to make a park or we're going to make, you know, an industrial complex or something. And he could just kind of kick people out and he could do that wherever he wanted. And that whole thing comes into play. Alec Baldwin as that guy is very interesting. He's always, Alec Baldwin's always really good at making, just playing villains. Um, but the, the whole, I think the whole story was a really good, it kept me engaged the whole time. The movie's like two and a half hours long, which I was a little concerned about, but I mean, not that intimidated, but I was just interested to see if it was going to keep my attention. And it certainly did the entire time. Um, just thinking about where we started from and then going to um, the different places that Lionel goes and the interactions that he has. I just think it's a really good movie. I would recommend it. Um, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting, just kind of whodunit kind of exposing different layers of things and trying to figure out what's going on. 
Plus, it's also a really beautiful movie. It's really well shot, uh, really well done. Just some some shots I think are cool. I didn't really pick up, or at least if I did, I didn't. I don't remember them now. Any specific cinematography moments, or I don't know how you say that. Um, any moments like that where there was, you know, they were trying to convey something specifically with the cinematography, but. I'm sure it was in there and I'm sure you could find it if you were watching it. And I'm sure I'd find it if I watched it again, but for right now I would recommend this movie. My opinion is optional. You don't have to take it, but if you want, that'd be cool. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about the movie. So I guess I'll make some announcements. We don't really have any announcements to make. I I guess I'll give you a little update about me, because I think I'm important. Um, I've been reading the Harry Potter books, and boy, are those good. They're very easy to read on the train, um, in the morning and in the afternoon or at night, going to and from work. Uh, they're really captivating. I find myself wanting to leave work early just so I can read them or I'm, you know, excited to get to the train because it means I can read the story. So, um, I've just been loving those books. They're very easy to read. I go through like 50 pages <laughs> in 40 minutes or whatever, just cause it's pretty big font and it's designed for like, you know, fifth graders, sixth graders maybe to, to be able to read and understand. So it's, It'd be kind of weird if a um, college graduate couldn't read a lot of the book in uh, in a short period of time. But anyway, it's it's just really good. I love the world that it builds. Of course, so do a lot of people. That's why there's literally plays and YouTube um, YouTube videos and entire podcasts and YouTube channels and blogs devoted to this, you know, people from all over the world go to London to see all the stuff that's supposed to be in Harry Potter. That's why there's a Harry Potter land. So I don't really know why I'm recommending it to you other than if you haven't read it or seen the movies, um, definitely do. I would recommend if you're going to do both that you, watch a movie and then read the book because um, if you read the book and then watch the movie, you're going to be a little disappointed because obviously the way cinematography works or Hollywood, you can't, you can't have a six hour movie, which is what it would take probably for, especially the later books, which is what it would take if you wanted to have every single thing that happens in the book also happen in the movie. Um, so I would recommend watching the movie, getting an idea, being able to, you know, picture stuff in your head, see how it works. Um, plus the movies are good too. And then when you read the book, you get a lot more in depth detail, things happening that you didn't see in the movie. But I think also the movie helps visualize some things, um, visualize in your head what, what's going on and, certain characters and certain rooms and everything. So, uh, yeah, read Harry Potter if you haven't. Um, that's, that's pretty much it for me. I don't know if other, uh, 
the other two will be recording any uh any shows anytime soon any mini episodes but uh let us know if you like this if you didn't um you could tell us in a review but also just give us five stars but then you could tell us be candid with us in the actual words but just give us five stars because that'd be nice of you um anyway i'm davis brandon's not here kyle's not here and um yeah see you see you later For average people, you could be a person. I don't, whatever.